0: God bless you everyone. I want to take this opportunity to invite everyone who's on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in into our live broadcast here from the Resurrection Center. If you have families and friends who are not next to you, but you could send them out a text to so they can tune in. We're going to be speaking today on this beautiful Palm Sunday, amen, concerning the times that we're currently in. So I just want to welcome you all. God bless you for tuning in and enjoy what God has in store for us today. Amen. Amen. Let us go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 3. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I'm the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. We are located in the city of Springfield in the section of Indian Orchard. For more information about us, please log on to our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org, or you can check us out on social media at TRC413. Let us go into the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to 3, and then I'm going to jump to verse 15 and 16. And when you have it, say amen. And the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 1 reads, And it shall come to pass if you diligent, Obey my voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of these commands which I command you today, that your Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth, and all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of your Lord God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Verse 15, but if you shall not, but it shall not come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of his commands and all of his statutes, which I command you today, that these curses, will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to read your word. We ask you that you, God, guide us, Father, to God, especially in these times of crisis that we're currently in. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's very important for us to understand the times and the seasons that we're currently in that we discern accordingly to the spirit not our emotions and our feelings and as believers we have been reminded time after time that troubled times were coming but that we are to remain and stand in the word of god and his promises He is faithful, and He will honor His covenant with His people as long as His people continue to observe all of the things that He has said before us, like His commands and His statutes. Now, when you look at the book of Deuteronomy, a lot of believers sometimes skip the word of instruction that's given to them. They only apply what's convenient for them, but they don't read the terms and conditions of the covenant that God has set before the children of Israel. Now, this is relevant to today's time because God is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. He doesn't change. Amen? He's the same God from generation to generation. And we must be reminded of that. Now, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28... Moses reviews the laws and the instructions that the Lord has given him. And he reminds the people weeks in advance, before they enter the promised land, after wandering for 40 years in the desert, he re-reminds them to reconsider their ways before they enter into the promised land. Now notice that in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, the first 14 verses emphasize God's blessing. The first 14 verses. The next 54 verses emphasize the curses. Or in other words, the consequences. There are 68 verses in chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, Fourteen emphasize God's blessings and 54 talk about the curses of God. Many people don't read the terms and conditions of the covenant. Many years ago when I first started driving I bought a brand new car. And to my understanding full coverage meant that the car was completely covered. One day I got into a car accident, and when I went to the insurance company to let them know about the situation that took place, I I was under the impression that they were going to give me an allowance so that I was able to get a rental car. Uh, To my surprise, full coverage didn't mean that the car was fully covered. There were things that I needed to add. And one of those things that wasn't added to my policy was a car rental. Later on, as my car was in the body, in the auto body shop, uh, two weeks later they called me and they said, your car is up. Uh, it, it's done. You can come pick it up whenever you can. I arrived to the place of the auto body and come to find out they wouldn't release the car because I needed to pay $500 deductible. Before all of that, I was so happy to have a car that I could have cared less to look into the policy as long as I benefited for the moment. But I learned a very important lesson that day. It is important for you to read the terms and conditions of anything you sign up for. Because in your day of trouble, All of those things that you once considered or thought or didn't even take under consideration are going to catch you by surprise, and you're going to find yourself in a predicament. I apologize, first and foremost, for many ministers who have not taught or teach sound doctrine. They have taught the believers upon God's blessings. They have taught the believers about prosperity But very little ministers today teach about God's covenant. And it is important that we are reminded... Now more than ever, we are seeing everyone around us being affected by this pandemic that caught everybody by surprise three weeks ago. The world was good, and all of a sudden, the world has been flipped upside down. And many believers are falling into the trenches of the enemies, as as, as sad as it is to say, to a certain degree, the world has influenced the church instead of the church Influencing the world And today we are reminded That those who are called by God's name Are to honor Him In season and out of season Because these are the moments That determine your faith If you are going crazy And what I mean by crazy Losing sight of who you are Then you never understood Who God was in the first place Because you were not taught Or you didn't take the time to study the word of god so many today are considering whether to remain but it is very important that those that are still holding on to the faith that you consider your ways because god is speaking now understand this the purpose of prophecy in the bible is to teach warn and instruct us How to be obedient and fruitful in our daily living. When we hear prophecy, we automatically think doom and gloom. But prophecy is the fulfillment of a word that was given. So many of us today need to understand that prophecy Prophecy teaches us. It warns us and instructs us for future events. Many of us, unfortunately, didn't even have a clue that this was coming. Now, keep this in mind. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus told His disciples in verse 7, there will be famine, there will be pestilence, and there will be earthquakes in various places, but do not be troubled. Because I have overcome the world, and I will be with you. Now, pestilence are what we're currently seeing, viruses. And and, and many people are still in denial. This is the beginning of many more things that are ready to unfold right before our very own eyes. In the last two years here in this congregation, you are all aware, especially those who have been following us, that I've been preaching about something to come. I spoke nearly two months ago about a financial collapse. And many people did not believe me. I I spoke about the marketing, the, the, the stocks going on and all kinds of chaos. And I had no idea that this was going to happen. In two months, but God was already through the Holy Spirit, amen, because that's how God operates when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it warns you ahead of time. But many did not heed to the voice. Many thought that I was making this stuff up. Now this stuff is reality. You can think positive all you want, but that's not going to erase the reality. The things that are going to sustain you in troubled times like this is sound doctrine. Knowing who you are, where you are, and where you're going. And the Holy Spirit has been the greatest teacher on the face of the earth. But Jesus spoke of things like this. And Moses as well, when he was leading his people into the promised land, he said, consider your ways. But, but before they enter the promised land, He re-reminded them, and He said to them, reconsider your ways. In other words, those habits that have kept you bound, it's time for you to start considering some things and start and, and begin to let go of things that are keeping you bound. Amen, church? reconsider your ways. Now understand this. When we start preaching sound doctrine, many people get confused and they say, well, we're living under grace. We're not living under the law. Let me tell you something. Jesus, first and foremost, came to fulfill the law. He never banned the law. Now the revelation into understanding law and grace is this. Grace saves us. That's what grace us. It saves us. But law keeps us. Does that make any sense? Imagine living in a world without no laws, a free for all. You can do whatever you want, however you want. Whatever you want. We will have a society filled with anarchy. But the laws were made to keep us so that way, if we abide in the law, we don't become victims. Uh, are you hearing me? So, so many people forget about that. And they use the grace to take advantage or to misuse it so they can continue in their wicked ways. But this is a reality. This past week, 66 Million people are unemployed. That's a reality. Alcohol sales are off the roof. And divorce is up there as well. Why? We got so accustomed of leaving the house when we got into an argument, escaping our life by going to work or going to school. Now we're forced to stay home and now we're looking at each other and a problem that was boiling for a long time now has completely blown up. And now you are facing reality. You see, what you don't address will one day address you. What you don't address one day will arrest you. And many of us we're living in denial. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that tomorrow. No, I'll take... No, 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 that, that's okay. The, 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 the kids are going to be all right. They're going to go to school tomorrow. Now you realize that everything that your teacher told you about your kids, it's real. Everything you deny. No, no, no. Pookie's okay. It's the teacher. Now you realize it wasn't the teacher. You see, we, we we got caught up to the moment that we, to, to the moment that we lost sight of reality and, and we just lived life based on what we thought was normal when in reality it wasn't normal, especially in the eyes of God. We are to reconsider our ways. Some of the things that we were engaging in we're not pleasing God to begin with, but we justify those things by saying, you know, everything's okay. God understands. He, he knows that I'm not all there yet. God loves this hot mess. God one day will save this mess. This mess will one day become a blast. And you realize that you were tricking yourself and lying to yourself, and deceiving yourself and others, because now we're in the midst of a crisis, and all the things that you justify yourself with are no longer justifiable. Because now you have to face the fact that you're going to, have to go through a divorce, that your kids are a mess because they're a misrepresentation of who you are, uh, a representation of who you are, not a misrepresentation, but a representation of who you are. And now reality is starting to sink in and everybody's counting the days, hoping when things will get back to normal. Let me be clear to you, after this, life will no longer be normal. Because we finally experience Trouble times. Are you hearing me, church? Reconsider your ways. Moses summoned the people before entering the promised land, and he re, 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 re reminded them. Hey, listen. It's like some of us when we buy something new, or we buy, or we buy a house, or we buy a car. You know, we used to allow certain things to be eating in my car, but now I'm getting a new car, you're gonna eat in my car? We're moving into a neighborhood, you ain't gonna be playing no loud music. You see, you see, we get tight. But we should have been getting tight from day one. A new car ain't gonna change old patterns and behaviors. A new house or a new neighborhood ain't gonna change patterns and behaviors. Uh, are you hearing me? You, you can move out of the ghetto, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the ghetto's going to stay in the ghetto. The ghetto's going to move alongside with you, just like your roaches and your mice's. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? When you don't address something, sooner or later it's going to address you. And eventually it's going to arrest you where you're going to have to admit As a believer, as a person to say, hey, 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 I I gotta reconsider my ways. There's some things that I have to address whether I like it or not. It is time for me to step up and face it. In other words, Moses was saying to the children of Israel, it is time for you to be responsible and be held accountable with your actions before you enter into the promised land that God has given us. Because I'm not entering because of y'all. Because y'all Now that's a different story. We ain't going to get into that. But Moses stressed it out. And he stretched it out. 68 verses, 54 of those verses talked about the consequences and only 14 about the blessings. Here in America we have lost sight of sound doctrine in the Word of God where we got caught up in how we can be better instead of how can we worship a God and exalt Him in everything that we do. Now we became gods and God was taken out of the picture. This is what happens when you take God out of society. God unleashes what you have accepted. That's not his will. You brought it upon yourself. It reminds me of me. I went and bought me a brand new car. I spent a lot of money shining that bad boy I never looked at the policy. I never looked at the terms and conditions because it was convenient for me. All I wanted was my music to blast and my smile to shine and my wheels to roll. And one day when I got myself in a car accident and my car was busted and my feelings and emotions were busted and reality sinked in, I finally realized, hey man, next time, let me reconsider before I sign or before I accept what I'm responsible for. It is our responsibility as believers to show the world today that God is the only hope. That God is the only way. It is our opportunity to evangelize like never before because as we know it, the signs of the times are here and no matter how positive you try to think you cannot ignore that this is a reality it's the headlines of things to come so we gotta reconsider the way we do things especially our unfaithful ways to God it is time that we self-evaluate ourselves and say wait wait a minute, wait a minute you know what? During this time, I'm going to maximize the opportunity. I'm going to take the opportunity, and I'm going to reintroduce God to my family. And I'm going to admit. I'm going to admit that I dropped the ball. When you admit something, it releases you from the bondage that you're in. But when you ignore something, you become a slave to it. And we have become a slave to society in our daily life. We have lost sight of our responsibility as men and women of God. Not only to read and pray and teach, but also walk in this according to the way God has established it. Now, sound doctrine sounds tough. But sound doctrine... It's what's going to keep you. sound doctrine, what it does is sustains you from times like this. Are you hearing me? Prosperity, teachings and messages, I'm not against prosperity. But we teach more about the benefits. And we emphasize more. We we make all kinds of crazy calls just to come... Burt people to God. No, come, come come, come, to Christ and your marriage is going to be good. Come to Christ and your, and your kids are going to be well-being. Come to Christ and I'm going to give you a big house and a big car. You're going to be the CEO and you're going to be running the city. That's not the kind of message Jesus preached. Jesus preached: grab your cross and follow me. In other words, you were going to believe. But it was only going to be for a little bit. But the rewards were going to be out of this world. That's why he had to leave. He said, I got to go. Because the rewards that we have for you are bigger than this. But meanwhile, we lost sight of that. Why? Because we got caught up with life. And we lost sight of life. We got caught up in life, but we lost sight of life. You'd be surprised, these couple of weeks, uh, I've been noticing a few things at home, and I said, you don't need this. When did we sign up for this? We're we making budget cuts all over the place. Uh, I'm even cutting the roaches and the mices. i ain't even not on the counter. I'm just joking. I'm cleaning up after myself. Uh, are you hearing me, church? Uh, I'm starting to reconsider a lot of things. Amen? We as believers as well have to start doing that because we're heading into troubled times. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We know the God that we serve, but we don't know what tomorrow might bring. Amen? We've got a round of applause. God placed this very heavy in my heart last week. and and God directed me and he said, I want you to teach my people on these three things and and I emphasized it last week, but I want to reemphasize it this week. God said to me, tell my people to recognize repent and turn it is important that we recognize areas in our life That are not pleasing to God. And it's also good for you to recognize the areas that you have improved. Many of us have improved in many areas. Areas that we never thought we were going to improve. But God also wants us to check those areas in our lives that we haven't checked yet. And and, and I'm going to give you some advice that I myself follow. Every morning when I get up, I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I say, our Father that's in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then I begin to pray. And one of the things that I currently pray for is God examine me. Search my heart. See if there's any wicked ways. Before I leave this house, I want to make sure that I check myself with you before I wreck myself. Let me tell you something, that has helped me deal with situations that have cost other their lives or everything. People fighting over toilet paper, people killing each other over chicken sandwiches. There is no, and it's kind of funny to a certain degree, but in reality, it's a reality, so it shouldn't be funny. But this is society today. And if we're not careful, we as believers are as guilty as those that are committed. Our responsibility is to keep the peace and make peace. Now it's time for you to reconsider some of your friends and family members that, that, that you have an issue with, for you to call them up and let go. Ask them for forgiveness. Take this opportunity to to, to to, to look at everything from God's lenses and say, you know, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it for me to lose my salvation over this? Let me reconsider my ways. Let, let me take out time and call Pookie and Tookie and say, I'm sorry. You see, when you forgive, you release yourself. Uh, are you hearing me? It's up to the other person if they want to receive it, but once you initiated, you release yourself. If the other person doesn't want to be released, that's them. But you make sure that you are released. And and sometimes we, we, we don't practice that because we believe that everyone owes us something. You are stressing things that are killing you that you shouldn't be stressing to begin with because God never had those things intended for you. You just kept them along the way. You chose who to forgive, who not to forgive, who, who to chill with, who not to chill with, and God is saying now is the time that I want you to re, re, reconsider your ways because your ways are not my ways and your ways will keep you from my ways. Are you hearing me, church? If Pastor Millie can testify how many times before I go to bed, even when I'm talking to sleep, I know some of you talk in your sleep. She said, why are you always saying, forgive me, baby, I love you. She said, you say that all the time. And I said, Jesus prophesied that his coming will be like a thief in the night. There will be two women. One will be taken and the other one will be left. There will be two in the field. One will be taken. And one will be left. I don't. Want to be left. Because I have an issue with you. So I rather. Ask you for forgiveness. <laughs> clean my heart. Release. And be ready. Because when he comes. I might get caught up sleeping. I might get caught up walking. So I make sure that I check. You see, I have a checklist. Some of y'all don't know I do. I have a checklist. Yeah, I do. I carry it in here all the time. So if I ask you for forgiveness more than once in one day, please don't take offense to it. The Bible says if somebody offends you. Forgive them seventy times seven, and that's a day. Not even your worst sinner can make those kind of offenses because it's over four hundred and something plus a day. But make sure that you carry a spiritual clipboard and you check every day things that you know that you that you should be checking. For example, your heart. The Bible tells us that the issues of the life come from where? Your heart. So you got to keep your heart right. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So you have to check your heart. Yesterday we went out to the stores, and there's a lot of hostility. Everywhere you go, there's hostility. You could cut it. Like, people are ready to fight. So I programmed myself. And I got a hold of myself before I went out there. And I said, Jose. You're a child of God. You're not going to fight over toilet paper. If you run out of toilet paper, you take a shower. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> if the store run out of food, you have spiritual sons and daughters, family and relatives that you can call. I'm sure they won't mind sharing a can of shepherd ID. It's not the end of the world, but we make it seem like it's the end of the world, because everything around us revolves around us, because we're selfish human beings, but I thank God for these times that we are reminded that it's not all about us, that it's about Him, and I keep that in my mind. And I keep reminding that that, that to myself, and I speak to thyself, and I say myself, keep it together. And I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. Lead me in the ways of the Lord. Amen? Now, those who are walking, uh, those who are watching, understand this. God has called us to recognize, to repent, and turn from our ways to acknowledge and be responsible to live a life accordingly to what God has commanded us to live. The life that God has committed us uh, com- co- ha- has committed us for us to live is a life of reverence and holiness. Now that's very hard to practice because we're living in a sinful world and we ourselves are full of sin. But it's possible if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. It is very important that you tell the Holy Spirit, Have your way. When you allow the Holy Spirit to have your way with you and not with the people around you, because many of you think you're so holy and lowly that there's nothing wrong with you, that you send the Holy Spirit next door when the Holy Spirit should be in your door. Now one of the things that the Holy Spirit does, He reveals to you What needs to be revealed. Not everything about everyone and about everything in the world is my business. It doesn't concern me. I want the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what He needs to reveal to me and whatever He doesn't want to reveal to me, that's fine. Uh, Are you hearing what I'm saying? If God is showing you something, it's for something. And we cannot ignore that we have to keep our minds together and say, God, thank you for revealing that to me because I'm ready to handle that. And please don't reveal to me things that I that are going to break me, that are going to keep me away from your ways. No, God, give me a dosage of what you have for me and what you have prepared me for. Amen? So I don't want to know about Pookie and Tuki unless you want me to know about Pookie and Tuki unless you want me to pray for Pookie and Tuki. Whatever Pookie and Tuki's business is Pookie and Tuki's business. Let me get my nose out of their business and put my nose in my business. Reveal to me. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you the things that you are blind to. There are many things at one point in my life that I was ignorant to. I was blind, but the moment I gave the Holy Spirit the right to my heart, He began to reveal to me And what he began to reveal to me led to a conviction. And I began to look at myself and say, you know what? If he's bringing it up and it's convicting me, then let me stop. Because if I don't stop, sooner or later, that that I'm keeping will destroy me." so the holy spirit convicts you of what of your wrongdoings, like your behaviors i used to have some bad behaviors these are some of the bad behaviors i used to have put the gallon of milk in the refrigerator when there was no milk in it. Went up the two liter Coke, and instead of grabbing a cup, because I was so lazy, I will put my two infected germy lips on the cap of the soda, sip it, put it back on the fridge. And then when someone found out I was doing that, I will get upset and angry and say, well, you know, like, and I try to justify, it. I will open up the ice cream. Up. And instead of grabbing a spoon, I will take my fingers, dip it in the ice cream, shove it in my mouth, close it, make sure the ice sees me. And then I used to have the nerves to argue with people every time i used to get caught i will argue the fact even though i was wrong but i was so ignorant in my ways and the holy spirit had a deal with me he said how are you gonna take the car drive around the city and first of all it's your wife's car it's not your car Well, not put no gas in it park it and then get mad when she brings it up to your attention why is it that you get mad and you get angry every time someone points at something out? It's because you have embraced that bad behavior that it's so normal to you that if somebody tells you otherwise, it's like if they're taking out they're taking you out of character and you lose sight and you try to justify it. What's wrong? to make yourself look good we need to recognize and that's why the holy spirit is there teaching us the holy spirit also helps us when we're plain ignorant to the things that are in front of us there there are things that i was ignorant to and the holy spirit opened up my eyes and said, I want you to look at these things. I want you to see these things. I, I, I want you to start correcting these things. And some of these things were hard for me to accept. And every time that God will reveal something to me through the Holy Spirit, I, I learned to say, you know what, well, God, I have your way. Just teach me your ways, God. Please deal with me Accordingly. Because I knew sooner or later, if I didn't address these things, these things were going to destroy me. Some of the things that you're engaging in right now, you know that they're not pleasing God. And you feel it, it's tugging in your heart. When you get up in the morning, it's right in front of your face. When you go to sleep, it's in your face. And what I mean in your face, is in your mind. And you know you ain't right. And you're saying to yourself, I got to get it together one day. Let me tell you, today is the day. Today is the day. When me and my wife got married and we bought our first house, I, I thought it was okay. To not cut the grass. I, I thought it was okay to just grab a bunch of things and just storage them up in the closet and, and, and not put them in the perspective place until I found myself in a predicament. And somebody called me on it. And I got angry and I got upset. But one day I realized that the problem of the whole situation that was currently unfolding and, and, and blowing up in my face was me. I took the ability, I I mean, I took the time to make things right, one step at a time. And I started addressing things as they came to me. And I asked the Holy Spirit, give me peace while I'm doing this. Show me your ways that I don't get overwhelmed, that I I don't get out of character, that I continue to do right before you. Because if I do right before you, the Bible teaches me that you will give me favor with men. So instead of me trying to figure out men, instead of me trying to figure out my wife, I started pleasing God and God gave me favor with these people. That's how it works. Wow baby, you changing. No, you changing me. Because every, move, every time I look into the mirror, every time I get a moment to, to have a moment, I think about all the blessings that God has given me. And it also reminds me to keep them. And how to keep them instead of losing them. Amen. God has blessed all of us in more ways than one. Learn how to keep your blessing. The only way that you can stay blessed and remain blessed is when you yourself, self-discipline yourself to the point that you understand what you have instead of others reminding you of what you have. Amen? Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 11. We're going to be closing. And this is Jesus speaking to His disciples. Matthew chapter 5. I apologize. Verse 11. Bless are you when you are persecuted. And all kinds of evil against you in false and you are falsely accused by all evil deeds in my says, rejoice and be excitedly glad great is the rewards in heaven for those who persecute my prophets who are before you god has given us in more ways than one the answer to our problems and our troubles. He tells us, rejoice when you are persecuted, lied on, cheated on, betrayed, backstabbed. Rejoice. Because when they're doing it to you, they're really doing it to Him. So you shouldn't take it personally. Are you hearing me, church? You get upset, angry, offended easily, then there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you because in this teaching, Jesus is teaching us and teaching His disciples how to have a blessed attitude. That the moment you get offended, you throw it off. But if you allow an offense to take root in your heart, it will blind you. And if it blinds you, it will get you to do something that you never thought you were capable of doing, and it will cost you everything. And God is saying, get it together, because the enemy is looking for who to destroy, who to devour, who to kill. And we cannot be ignorant in times like this that we are getting so caught up with what's going on that we're losing sight of the big picture. And if you don't see the big picture, get into the scriptures because the scriptures will reveal to you the big picture and the part of the picture that you are playing in. That's why every day before I leave the house, I seal myself with the blood of Jesus. Keep me, Lord. Let me not make a fool of myself out here. Let me not get caught up with what's going on in society. Let me be a a, a pillar in this society. Let me be a voice. Let me be the salt. Let me be the prophet. Let me be that person. Let me be the bridge. Let me be the solution, and not the problem. Some of you who are essential workers, listen to this advice. Especially those who are working in stores, or are dealing with customers, always keep this in mind. It's not the person, it's what's in the person. Let me tell you something, if you're walking accordingly, none of these things should take you by surprise. (laughs) None of these things should take you by surprise. People are getting offended over the silliest things. And now with this pandemic, everybody wants to take precaution. That's a good thing. You want to make sure you take care of yourself, but don't lose yourself. Because if it's God's will for me to die from the coronavirus, so be it. Are you hearing Don't be ignorant to the point that you lose sight of who you are and and, and you get caught up with everything that's being pumped through the media. I respect the reporters. I respect the media. But I don't let myself be influenced by everything that's coming my way because not everything is beneficial. The Bible says that. Not everything is beneficial. And if I sit home and I begin to stress, oh my God, I forgot to wipe this, I forgot to wipe that. Let me tell you something, before this virus came into existence, some of y'all wasn't wiping, you know what? (laughs) And with them same hands, you shook hands, and you even ate with them hands. And them hands, woo! Thank God that I reject. When people offer me to go to that house to eat, I've seen them hands. Keep them hands. Because I want to keep my hands. And let me be frankly honest with you. You know that the coronavirus and these viruses have been existing for a very long time? Amen. Okay? They've been here. All I say this to say this, every life is precious. I respect life and I pray for those who have lost family, relatives, friends, partners, co-workers. we sympathize and we pray for you. We are not taking this time to to make, uh, uh, to ignore the reality, people are dying. And we wanna save as many lives as possible but one of the things that you gotta reassure people is that you are a representative of the kingdom and that you are offering what the kingdom has offered you in that salvation. Health insurance will expire, life insurance will expire, but eternal salvation will never expire. Are you hearing me? That everyone has the opportunity to accept the lord jesus christ as their personal savior and they can enjoy their eternal life Yes, yeah, there is a life after this life and whatever we reap on that other side depends how we respond to this side of life we're not going to be here forever one day our numbers will be called up and i want to make sure that i get caught up with the same god that saved me that I don't lose my salvation because of my own ignorance. So before I teach this to you guys, before I preach this to you guys, I apply it. I reconsider my ways every day. Every day. It's something, it's challenging to give up certain things that you really like and enjoy. But if that's going to cause me to lose my salvation, then forget it. I might as well tell you, keep the change and I'll keep it moving. Amen? Amen? So we close with this. For those who are watching us and those who are here. Be reminded that God is faithful. Never forget, never forget that the same God that has called you, he's able to keep you. May you be in peace. May you stay in peace. And may you also share in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to hear your word. I thank you, Father, dear God, because we have learned what covenant is. I thank you, Father, because the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 1-14, through 14, remind me of the blessings. But 15 through 60 also remind me of the consequences if I was to make poor decisions that will bring, Father dear God, consequences onto my life. I pray, Father dear God, that I address every area of my life with the help of the Holy Spirit guiding me and leading me where me, myself, as an individual, alongside with my family, alongside with the church, Father dear God, Could come into true understanding of what you have called us to do. Fathers, we pray this prayer, believing and knowing that all things work together for good for those who trust in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.